Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry. Today we have a message from Pastor Edgar Banks titled, Standing Firm in Your Freedom and Authority. Listen in, take notes, and I'll be with you at the end of the podcast. Amen. Good morning, church. <laughs> so throughout this week, um, before I start preaching, I always check in with God. How many of you know that it's good to check in with God before you do anything? Oh, man, that's only a couple. How many of you guys know that it's good to check in with God before you do anything? Amen? Amen. So I checked in with God, and he gave me a word. And this word that I'm bringing before you today, most of you know it, but you might not have heard it like this. The word is stand firm in your freedom and authority. Amen? Don't we have freedom in Christ? Because if we don't stand firm, then the word tells us what? That there's an enemy that comes in seeking after each and every one of you guys, looking at you, praying on you. He comes to what? He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Now, I know that we as Christians, we've already heard that before. There's some certain themes, certain stuff, certain scriptures that we've heard before. But my question to you, do you stand on it? In the midst of your trials and tribulations, do you activate the word? What do you do when the enemy comes against you? When he presses towards you, do you press back or do you crumble? Um, I want you to turn your Bibles first. Media, you won't have this up on the screen, but if you can find it, it's Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. Now, I'm reading to you guys out of the Message Bible, which would be diff- a little bit different from yours. So, Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Say amen once you're there. Amen. It says, my people are ruined because they do not know what is right or true. Because you've turned your back on knowledge. Stay right there. Thanks. The word said, that my people perish because you do not know what is right and true due to you turning your back on knowledge. How do you turn your back on knowledge, saints? It's when the, dev- when the enemy, which is the devil, comes against you. When those things that says that try to go against everything that the word has, what do you do? If you don't invoke the word within that moment, then you are, in fact, turning your back on knowledge. Because if you turn your back on knowledge, then how can you get the revelation of God to take you deeper into his word if you don't first acknowledge his word? Amen? Is that soaking in? So if you turn your back on knowledge, it says my people are ruined because they turn their back on knowledge. I've turned my back on you priests. He called us priests, right, saints? Because you refuse to recognize the revelation of God. I'm no longer recognizing not just you, but your children. Mm, Think on that. When you turn your back on on the knowledge, it's, it's one thing to get into being a Christian and being saved. And it's another thing to be around the word and hear the word. But it's also another thing to turn your back on the word. 
to not activate the word, to, to not allow the word to purge, to penetrate your system. So when somebody sees you, they say, hey, that's a godly person without even speaking with you. I remember one time, um, because in this certain place, I helped out this woman um, to gain access to somebody who was, who was incarcerated. And the way I dealt with that, um, I went above and beyond my regular duties. And without saying a thing, a person came up to me. He limped up to me and he said, sir, are you a Christian? And I'm in uniform because my daily job is a police officer. And I said, why, yes, but I- I'm so curious when somebody says that. And I asked, well, why did you say that? He said, because the way that you dealt with that woman, only the Christ in you could have dealt with her that way. Only the Christ. You you mean to tell me that he saw the Christ, the light of Christ coming through me based on how I treated my fellow brothers and sisters without even speaking to him. Why is that, saints? Because I do not turn my back on knowledge. Amen. Even in the hard times, even in the difficult times, even in the painful times. I will not turn my back on knowledge. Saints, the first inkling of knowledge that we have when you come into Christ is that you're free indeed. Is that right? There, there's, a, there's a song that, that we constantly sing, and, um, and it's by Timothy Riddick, and it says, I'm free indeed. In Christ, I'm free indeed. No chains are holding me. It's who I choose to be. I'm free indeed. In Christ, I'm free indeed. No, change, no chains are holding me. It's what I choose to be. Amen? But let me ask you a question. Are those just words? Are you standing on those words? A lot of time when the enemy comes lurking and pressing, you lose your freedom. You allow your flesh to rise up instead of your spirit. You allow your flesh to come before you. And there's a a defeating right within that moment. Amen? We cannot allow the enemy to do that, saints. We have, if the enemy press forward, we have to press back. But I ask you a question, do you stand firmly in your conviction? of being free, no matter what the circumstances are. Do you, saints, stand firmly in your, conf- your conviction that I'm free indeed? In Christ, I'm free indeed. I was blind, but now I see is who I'm meant to be. So first you choose, and then you acknowledge that you're meant to be an overcomer. You're meant to be Christ- in Christ. You're meant to be everything that God has called you to be. But when circumstances come towards you, does all that go out of the window? Conviction means the feeling of being sure that what you believe or say is true. When that guy saw me pressing into helping out that woman, and yet he saw the Christ in me, but yet what he saw wasn't just something I activated within that moment. What he saw is a daily activation. What he saw is something I do in my prayer time. What he saw is something that rise up out of me when stuff start coming against me. What he saw 
was my conviction and my freedom. And I was able to relay that to somebody else and how I treated them. That's the only way that he was able to see Christ in me, right? Now, if I would have came to her all, oh, well, this, this isn't what it's supposed, how it's supposed to go. Or if I shied away from the situation and saying, well, she deal with it. Well, would that one man have seen the light of Christ in me? And let me tell you something that it wasn't just that he acknowledged the light of Christ in me. Let me tell you what happened next. The Lord gave me a word and I ministered a word to him and made him cry. He started crying. So his wife seen him and she came up to him and she heard the word. And then we all three were crying right there on the grounds of the police of Santa Rita jail. All three of us were crying because it was it was that the man saw the light of me, the light of Christ in me that allowed the Lord to give him a word. Amen. But if I didn't have a strong conviction in my freedom in who God is to me, then that light, he wouldn't have shame. Do you guys understand that? Amen. This word is so powerful that I, I continue throughout the week to ask the Lord, is this the one? Is, is this really what you mean to is, what, is this what you want me to say to your children? And this is what he said. We're, saints, we're going through a fasting right now. And so we should be fasting. We should be reaching out to our oikos, our family members, those closest to us. Didn't Pastor Derry said to, that we, we are called to be the light and the church that lift off the burdens of others? Amen? But how can we do that if we don't lift off our own burdens? In freedom, there is a choice to be liberated from spiritual chains and bondage from the accuser of the brethren. But the acts is already, the act itself is already done, saints. There's no deed. I keep hearing people say, well, I'm just trying to be a good person. That's all good. If you're trying to do good things for humanity, but will that let you into heaven on its own merits? No. Right? It has to be something greater. And so the act has already been the act was already finished by Christ. Amen. All we have to do is to stand firm on your conviction of your freedom. For you are free. You are free indeed. Amen. Amen. For John 8 and 36 in the NIV says. So if you could turn your Bibles to John 8 and 36. And so the word says, so if the Son sets you free, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I choose to put a little spin on that, that the Son has set me free and I am free indeed. I'm going to take hold of my freedom. I'm going to own my freedom. I'm going to walk, live in the freedom that Christ has gave me. Amen? So if Christ has set you free, you are free indeed. And in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17 out of the NIV. So turn to your Bibles to 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. 
It says, now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, can you finish it? There's liberty. In this version, it says there's freedom. Freedom and liberty runs hand in hand. That's a, that's a union. That's a marriage. To be free and to be liberated goes hand in hand. Amen? So we're, wherever you go, there is freedom because the Spirit of the Lord is with you. And you've made a choice to accept your freedom. Amen? Am I the only one that made a choice to accept my freedom? How many of you have made a choice to accept your freedom? Say hallelujah. 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 I'm going to rejoice all throughout my day saying hallelujah because I choose to be free. It's who I'm meant to be. Not to be in chains, not to be in slavery, not to be in bondage, but to be free. But to be what? And you're free indeed. Amen? It's time to act like it, saints. The way we act like we have freedom is that we live freedom. There's been many, many that came before you that died for that very word, freedom. So we have to act like that. We have to live in it. We have to walk and talk, speak in full conviction of your freedom. Because if you truly believe that you're free, then that freedom, that conviction shall be, should be reigning through your spirit. Everywhere you go, somebody should say something is different about you. Well, it's the freedom of Christ. Everywhere you go, you, everywhere your, your feet go, that the Lord has ordered, somebody should be seeing you as being free. Somebody should be seeing you, even if they cannot equate it to being free, there is a light, there is something different about you. Some, something I need to know that you have that I want. That freedom to be free indeed should be in just pouring through you. Amen. It should be bubbling over like a, like a pouring brook, like a brook of water. Have you ever seen a stream of water just going so fast? That stream is rushing so fast. That freedom should be rushing through you. Pouring into you every areas of your life, saints. I'm trying. I'm bringing this to you because the Lord has taken the church. Who's the church? We are. Who's the church? I am. You are. You are the church. The Lord is moving, and He's taken. He's already orchestrated your destiny. He have already. He's taken you forward. But in order to go forward. You have to stand on your freedom. You have to embrace your freedom. This freedom must purge, make free of something unwanted. That's what freedom means. That when you're free of something, that you're making free of anything that's unwanted. It must purge through every aspect of your life. That you declare, you decree, and command via the word. Command the word against any stronghold. Command the word against anything that's coming through you. Command the word against diseases, against um, sickness, against anything that's coming towards you. You command the word. What did Jesus do in the hills and mountains those 40 days and 40 nights when the devil came to tempt him? What did he do? He just spoke the word. He said, my father said... 
My father said, he didn't say, get away from me, free, <laughs> get away from me, Satan. I'm so sick of you. I had a, um, there was somebody that, that I know dearly um, who asked me recently, and this person said, you know, I keep hearing the devil tell, just tell me who I'm not. And I keep on saying, get away from me, devil. I keep on saying, shoo, why does he continue to come at me? Well, the word says, what does the word say? That he's going to come towards you to kill, to try to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to destroy that relationship that's between you and the father. And if he could do it through your flesh, if he could do it through what you're going through, then that's the very foundation that he's going to come through. That's that little bit of an open door that he's going to come through. Amen? Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. Now I'm going to read from you out of the Amplified Bible, so it might be slightly different from yours. So 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12 says, everything, are you there? Everything is permissible for me, but not all things are beneficial. Everything is permissible for me, but I will not be enslaved to anything and brought under its power, allowing it to control me. Saints, everything, the world is telling you that everything is permissible. But there are some things that's coming at you that's trying to bring you underneath its power, that's trying to bring you back into slavery and bondage, if you let it. That's trying to bring you to the knowledge and understanding that you're not free, that you're still bound, that you're still tied to the old Jew or your current circumstances is controlling you. But you're free, right? Come on. Don't sit there like crickets. <laughs> but you are free, are you not? The word says, I'm free indeed, right? I was once blind, but now I see. And now is who I ought to be. I am free. Listen, church, how can this be done if you, the church, cannot speak to your own mountains? Those things that come to test your faith through storms, trials, and tribulations take control over you, invading your mind, dictating to your actions. So it's going to invade your mind first. All these thoughts are coming against me. All these thoughts are saying what I'm not. All these thoughts are bringing me back to a past that I've given up because I'm free indeed. Amen? Let me just stay right there. Have you ever had a thought that you said, oh, I rebuke buying that. Where did that come from? Have you ever had a thought that you were like, that's not me. <laughs> oh, oh, I rebuke that thought. Amen. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you the, the things that come through. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and profess because I'm, my focus is not on what Satan brings to me. My focus is on you guys harnessing your freedom and then moving in your power and authority to be the light and lift off the burdens of others. But you have to lift off your own burdens. How can you tell somebody to stand if you're not standing? Because the very word that this sermon is... The foundation of this sermon is, my children perish for what? The lack of knowledge. Amen. So when it comes towards you, those trials and try to take control over you, your mind, 
dictating to your actions, making you emotionally and mentally distraught. And quite frankly, when the enemy tries to come against you using whatever tools, there's some of you that actually, let me be frank, becomes a hot mess. Amen? You look and wig is all twisted. Just shirts on backwards, buttons unbuttoned, clothes are dirty. No, listen, what I'm saying is that you can't get undone when an enemy comes at you. Amen? You have to stand strong. Because how are we going to lift the burdens of others if we can't hold on to our freedom, continue to break the chains and bondage? that society try to place us in. I don't care what your bank account's saying. I don't care if eviction is knocking at your door. I don't care what is confronting you. Listen, if a four-foot-something-year-old or how tall boy um, David can face Goliath, I can only think that he was looking at, up at him like this. If a four-something, skin and, skinny and frail, could take down a Goliath, what can you do? Amen? What can you do? Because in the storms and trials that you're in right now, saints, the Lord's preparing you. Why is me? Why is this happening to me? Have you heard that? Why me, Lord? If you haven't heard it, you probably think it. Lord, why me? I've been going to church 365 days out of the year. No, not every day. But Always on Sunday, I've been going to church, Lord. Uh, I, I'm the biggest tither, Lord. Uh, I'm the biggest praise and worship. Why me? Saints, why are you having a temper tantrum? Like a toddler. Why are you coming at the Lord like my 10-year-old comes at me? Why are you coming to Daddy the Father about the trials and tribulation that he has set you free and he's given you power and authority over it? But you're coming at things as if you don't even know them. You come at things as if Christ never freed you. Then may I ask, let me tell you something. If Christ haven't freed you, then what was the purpose of his beating and his death and resurrection? Listen, saints, it's all in here. It's all in here. It's documented. It's here. I don't care what the world is trying to say. It's here. But yet, we constantly allow the world to beat us up. You know, saints, the Bible tells us that uh, we, we trample over, we step on scorpions, and we, and we trample over snakes and all that stuff, right? That the devil has already been defeated, like Pastor Derry said last week in his message. Then why are you allowing the situations to defeat you? I'm trying to bring it home, saints. I'm trying to give you guys, have you guys understand why you need to take own, take the horns, own your freedom and not be placed back in bondage. I refuse to be enslaved by anything that coming at me of the world, especially Satan. Really? When you've already been defeated, all I have to do is stand firm on the word. Speak the word against it, right? Amen. You press into me, I'm pressing back. Amen? Amen. Amen. Listen, turn to your Bibles to Galatians. 
Woo, it's getting hot here, saints. I'm used to walking around. <laughs> uh, my left side is getting numb. <laughs> I'm not used to this chair, sitting in this chair. Oh. But um, I'm free indeed, right? <laughs> I'm free indeed. Amen. So Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. This is through the NIV. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened against again by a yoke of slavery. Let me reread that. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again. By a yoke of slavery. Why, did, why is this saying be burdened again? Because there was one time that you was enslaved. There was one time that you was in bondage. There was one time that the world, Satan, had captivated your mind. But you are free now. That is not the circumstances that you, you live in freedom. As I said before, many have died to set you free. And the biggest of them who died for your freedom, but not only for your freedom, but for you to walk in a power and authority, the biggest of them all. I love me some MLK. But the biggest of them all is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. He didn't do what he did just to give us a salvation. It's, it's, it's to live a life of freedom. He came so that you may live abundantly right? Amen? So regardless of that, if this, that life doesn't look abundance, but within yourself, there should be an abundant life. Doesn't matter if, if you're about to be evicted or you're looking for a job or family members have diseases or whatever the case is, you should be walking, living, talking, acting that your life is abundance because you're free indeed. In Christ, you're free indeed. No chains are holding to me. It's what I'm, what? Choose to be. Amen? Your freedom, saints, is a choice. And if you allow what's coming up against you to take that choice away, then shame on you. Because who is, who is the light going to, the world going to see the light of Christ through? It says in the word, for the light of Christ should be shining through God's people. You know, the Lord is not using a tabernacle no more. There is no theme that the Lord is using anymore to show his, his miracle signs and wonders. So therefore, if there is no thing, then who is it? It's you. It's me. It's you. It's every one of you. But if you don't grab so hold of that, then, then how is your walk? Amen. Now, saints, don't get me in trouble. I'm not talking about people that's, that's limping. They're still traveling by means of some type of strength. But yet, if you don't grasp a hold of your freedom, no matter the circumstances, then you're going to be living a miserable life that's greater even the person that's limping. Amen? Amen. Didn't Tasha Cobb, one of the gospel singers says, break every chain? Break every chain. Break it, saints. 
When you embrace your freedom, you break every change. When you embrace your freedom, you speak to your finances. I have a harvest. I have an inheritance in Christ. I command you to come to me. Amen? Amen. I'm breaking every change. I don't care what my bank account says. Amen? I'm healed in my body. My Christ have been beaten so that I may be healed. And I'm speaking this word to my body. Why? Because it's medicine. The word is medicine to your body. Amen? Amen? But saints, I, I have to ask you a question. Now, now, I'm not trying to beat up on you, but I'm, I'm trying to help you to understand. If, we're, if you're going to walk, if you're going to move in, towards the land where God is calling you towards, then you're going to have to move in freedom. Amen? Look, the word is so powerful, it'll knock somebody out. Amen. <laughs> you guys didn't get that. All right. Or <laughs> it's so powerful. Boom. Knock somebody out. <laughs> Woo. Man, that's the word. Freedom. Boom. So I'm asking you to embrace your freedom so you can knock the devil out. Embrace your freedom so you can knock everything that's coming against you out. You know, when David faced Goliath, it wasn't that moment that he knew of his power and authority. It was within the storms, in the wilderness of his battles against beasts, against the bear and the lions, to protect even one little sheep, right? So God prepared him in his storm. So when it came for him to battle Goliath, guess what? I've beaten bigger things. I've been scratched. I've been going against the bear and the lion, the beast of the land. Ha! Who are you? And he looked at the Israelites and he's like, people of God, seriously, you're afraid of this uncircumcised Philistine? He's uncircumcised. Really? Did you see what our God have done for us? Why was David so just, oh, it, it, why was he so powerful? Because he embraced his freedom. Amen. He, he embraced with the word. He embraced the word itself. Embracing the word is embracing your freedom. Either before Christ or after Christ, they embrace their freedom. Amen? Amen. But my question to you, as I, as I was saying earlier, is have you become silent? Not speaking to your mountains, letting your burdens enslave you. During the middle of your storm, Saints, let me ask you a question. Oh, where, oh, where is your joy? For you constantly say this verse in Nehemiah 8 and 10. You constantly sing, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. But where's your strength when the storm comes? Where's your strength when those challenges come knocking at your door that you so easily open and be defeated too? but yet you refuse to open up the door when the Trinity is knocking. Amen? Amen. Listen, saints, you can't speak a toddler's language and throw a temper tantrum against the age-old, older-to-than-dirt, supernatural enemy, Satan. And the reason why I said older-than-dirt, he's older than you and me. He's older than mankind. That's why the angels had a problem when they said, who is men? 
Who is man that's formed from dirt that you might breathe your spirit into? Who is this dirt? Satan is older than dirt. <laughs> Amen? I'm talking about you. <laughs> to your face. <laughs> Satan is older than dirt. He's older than you. And think you are affecting him in some kind of way. Oh, woe is me. Let me correct you. Let, let me not be mistaken. I'm not talking to those Christians that haven't found Christ. I'm not even talking to the ones that became new believers in Christ and need to come and get some more word and, and need to be, have the word poured onto them that's searching and everything. I'm not talking about them. That's, that's, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to say that, but they're seeking. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those Christians that's older than dirt, that's been listening, <laughs> right? That's dirt itself, that's been listening to the word, continuously complaining and complaining and co complaining, but yet you don't activate the word and walk in your power and authority. Didn't you see and listen and understand from the Israelites that the Lord listens to every word that comes out of your mouth? Didn't the Lord come against the Israelites and says, all oh, you complaining, didn't you see the manna that I have placed in the desert? Spiritual food for you to eat. It might not be the beast of the land. It might not be what you're used to when you were in bondage and, and slavery, but it's what I chose to give you. Amen? Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 13, chapter, verse 11. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11. And just say amen once you're there, saints. Are you guys understanding this word? You are? That embracing your freedom, then you can walk in your power and in authority? Those two are not backwards. A lot of people, there's some Christians that, that try to pursue an image that they have power and authority that, but yet don't embrace their freedom. That's like putting the, the horse before the, the cart before the horse. Don't make it seem like it's backwards, saints. Embrace your freedom and then walk in your power and authority. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 says, When I was a child, I talked like a child. Why? Why is, why is this happening to me? Why? I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Don't you know my 10-year-old son, um, Daddy? Um, huh? I'm asking this for my birthday. Daddy, should I wash my hair? Daddy, I'm hungry. At a time that I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. Every language that come out of your mouth, Reasoning like a child. You know what that is? It's when you throw those tent temper tangents. Amen? Amen? When you exclude yourself from, from being raised with Christ or in his suffering, you exclude yourself and then you continue to say, why is me? Why is this happening to me? Why not? Amen? When I became a man and a man engulfs woman, when I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. Amen? So when you became a man, when you became an adult, when you 
began to get some knowledge and understanding of Christ and accepted the fullness of the gospel, you put away the old ways of acting like a child. You put away the old ways of having a temper tantrum. And you start speaking to your storm. If you're going to be the salt and the light, lifting burdens off of your brothers and sisters, then you must be a living example of the good news of the gospel of Christ that you are now to bring to others. You, listen, saints, you have been set free from the power of sin and death. And embracing, acknowledging, boldly standing on, loudly professing, declaring, decreeing your freedom. Activating your God-given authority that Christ has given you. So when anything comes against you, then you activate your God-given authority. You activate the word. Stop speaking out of your flesh of your feelings because that's not the word. Speak only what the Father has said. And it's in this book. Amen? Amen. Now, I'm going to bring you to a scripture that, that shows you when you begin to embrace your power and your freedom first, and you begin to walk in your power and authority, this is how you're going to look like. Turn your Bibles to Psalms 91. Psalms 91, saints. Amen? Embracing your freedom. Freedom in Christ. I'm free indeed. I'm free indeed. And in Psalms 91, are you there, saints? It says, and I'm reading out of the Message Bible, so it's going to be just slightly different from yours. It says, you who sit down in the high God's presence, spend the night in Shaddai's shadow, says this. So this word is speaking to you. God, you're my refuge. I trust in you and I'm safe. That's right. He, res he rescues you from hidden traps, shields you from deadly hazards. His hug, out his huge outstretched arms protect you. Under them, you're perfectly safe. His arms fend off all harm. Fear nothing, no wild wolves in the night, not flying arrows in the day, no disease that prowls through the darkness, nor disaster that erupts at high noon. Even though others succumb all around, that means, saints, when you're on a battlefield and you see soldiers and they're pressing forward, they're trying to fight the enemy, there are some that get struck by the bullets and they die instantly. They, sur they succumb to their wounds. Drop like flies right and left. No harm will even gaze you. You will stand untouched. Watch it all from a distance. Watch the wicked turn into corpse. Yes, because God's your refuge. Amen? Amen. The high God, your very own home. Evil can't get close to you. Harm can't get through the door. He orders his angels to guard you wherever you go. If you stumble, they'll catch you. Their job is to keep you from falling. You'll walk unharmed amongst the lions and the snakes and kick your the young lions and serpents from the path. 
if you hold on to me for dear life, says God. Amen? If you hold on to me for dear life, no matter the circumstances, no matter the evictions, no matter the bank account is speaking to you, there's going to be a lot of different things that's coming at you that's telling you what it's not. But no matter what, hold on to me for dear life. Amen? I'll get you out of any trouble. I'll give you the best care. If you'll only get to know and trust me, call me and I'll answer. But at your side is bad times. I'll rescue you, then throw you a party. That means to honor you in other translations. I'll give you a long life. I'll give you a drink of salvation. That's other translation says, I'll give you everlasting salvation. Amen? Amen. If you only hold on to me for dear life. The first thing of holding on to God is embracing your freedom. I'm free indeed in Christ. Amen? Listen, um, I'm going to steal this away from, from Janae. Uh, my wife and I was talking one, one night, and uh, she shared with me a dream. And so in this dream, she was, it took her back to running track in like high school. Was it high school? In high school. And after the track meet, then um, she saw some, zum- some zombies coming after her. Just out of nowhere, poof! You see the Michael Jackson z- z- zombies, right? Pressing forward, right? <laughs> Pressing forward. Oh, I crack myself up sometimes. <laughs> I'll tell you, saints, I had a whole image of zombies doing the Michael Jackson. Anyway, we <laughs> pressing forwards. Ooh, you know, whatever. Um, so the zombies was coming forward. Let me stay on track. And uh, pressing forward. So she, her initial reaction was up from her flesh. She got scared. She jumped into the car, tried to start the car. She's like, car, stop. Start, please. Now listen to me. This is what I want you to really focus on. She realized within her dream. Now, this is when she's unconscious. That means that the battle is not just a conscious, but it's also an unconscious battle as well. That the enemy will come at you not only physically, but he will come at you, try to subdue you in your dreams. She realized, she was like, oh, I have power and authority. And and I wrote it down. This is what she said. Um, She spoke to the zombie. She said, zombie? I'm talking to you. And she pointed at them. I'm talking to you. Death has no power over me. I curse you back to the pit of hell in which you come from. Amen. I command you to stop. I curse you back from the pit of hell in which you come from. Guess what? Those zombies went, just died. Every one of them she pointed to. I curse you back to the pit of hell. I curse you. So all these zombies started dying. Why? Because she took a hold of her freedom, and through her freedom came the power and authority, and she spoke that word against what was coming at her, and it died and perished. Why am I telling you this, saints? Because this is what you need to be doing conscious-wise. This is what you need to be doing when things are coming against your family. This is what you need to be doing when famine and disease start to come on you. This is what you need to be doing Oh, it just hurts my heart when, when I look online and I see young children and the world telling them to embrace cancer. And they're saying, well, I'm, I'm still happy. Um, 
I have my cancer. It, it, the things that's coming on you is not yours. It's not a part of your family. This, this tear in my knee is not a part of my inheritance. Amen? Well, I'm going to speak the word against it. I'm going to speak it even if I'm feeling it. Amen? So whatever is coming against you, you're going to have to speak the word like, like, my, like my wife said. I, I command you. <laughs> I curse you back to the pit of hell in which you come from. Sometimes, glory to God, amen? And you have to just stand firm on the word. Remember, saints, that Satan must ask permission to test you before he even touches you. you Amen? Amen. For what has happened in the Bible can also happen to you. So before Satan even come at you, he has to get permission. He has to say to God, like he said to, to, to the Lord about Job, I bet you, I bet you if this and that starts to happen, I bet you if his cattle start to die off, I bet you if his family start to die, I bet you if disease come on his body, I bet you he'll curse you. And the Lord said, go ahead. But the Lord gave him a constraint, restrictions. Amen. The Lord says, you may test him. You may even come against him. You might even put away some of the things around him, but you dare not lay a hand on him. Amen. Amen. That means that you dare not kill him. The devil can't kill you, saints. He can only press. He can only increase the heat. But the devil can't kill you unless you allow him to. Unless you allow him to get you back into slavery. Unless you give up your freedom. And therefore, you're, therefore become before physical death, there's a spiritual death. There's a separation. Amen? Are you guys understanding that? But God has called you his adopted children, a friend, a holy nation, a brother and a priesthood, his righteousness, the salt and the light. You have been given permission and authority to speak to everything that comes against you and to be the authority over it through the word. Either you take your authority, either you take authority over the pestilence of the night, diseases causing many people to die, calamity, a state of deep distress or misery caused by an event that causes great harm and suffering, over the snarls of the day to make excessive, to make things just complicated. Either you take authority over these things or they will master you bringing you back into slavery and bondage, which Christ have already set you free. Amen? Woo, there's a lot of quiet. There's a lot of quiet in the house, but it's okay. The word is, is penetrating. The word is penetrating. Saints, life don't have to be like a box of chocolate. Amen? Life don't have to be like a box of chocolate. It doesn't have to be like an assortment of chocolates. Some taste good, and some taste, some are just, just, um, <laughs> just, uh, I couldn't even get out the words, saints. <laughs> some chocolates you bite into, and you're just, uh, it's surprisingly disgusting. <laughs> Amen? Surprisingly, because you're thinking it's all going to be good. 
but life don't have to be like a box of chocolates. Your life can be an assortment of power taking authority over everything that stands in your way that's not of God, like Janae's zombies. Amen? <laughs> like the zombies that was coming against her in her dream. Listen, saints, you are the main event. The minute that you accept Christ, you're no longer watching the... It's, like, it's almost like watching a, a boxing match. And you're not in the ring, but yet you're a spectator. And you're ooh and ah, and you're feeling the sweat. And man, this guy's getting beat up. Woo! You see that punch, that hellmaker? The moment that you accept Christ into your life, you look around, you're no longer sitting in the pew, sitting outside. You're the main event. Amen. You're the one that everybody else is watching. Amen. <laughs> So I'm telling you to embrace your freedom through your power and authority and speak the word or else the enemy is going to what? Try to knock you out. Amen. 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 Now, I've been preaching about your freedom. Now, I want you to understand your power and authority. Turn to Romans 8, verse 15. Romans 8. Now, we're going to go over a couple of scriptures that speak to your power and authority because we all know about our freedom now. Amen? I'm free indeed in Christ. Now, once you've already harnessed your freedom, now it's time to walk boldly in your power and your authority. So in Romans 8, starting at verse 15, it says, For you have not received the spirit of slavery, leading again to fear. And I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible of God's judgment, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, the spirit producing sonship by which we joyfully cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself testifies and confirms together with our spirit that we believers are children of God. And if we are his children, then we are his heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, sharing his supernatural blessings and inheritance, if indeed we share in his suffering, so that we may also share in his glory. Everything that has happened to Christ in the suffering, the death, because when you accept Christ, when you, when you embrace your freedom, then you die and you also die to your own flesh. You die to yourself. Amen? Because there's a resurrection that's coming. Your spirit, man, comes out of you, and you start to get that word in you, and you start to speak in your power and authority against those things. I want you to turn your Bibles to Matthew 28, starting at verse 18. And I'm still reading from the Amplified Bible. It says, Jesus came up and said to them, All authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my word. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, 
I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstances, and on every occasion, even to the end of age. Saints, listen. Em- embracing your, your freedom means that you understand your power and authority in Christ and that you're going to speak those words against everything that's coming with you because Christ is walking it out with us. We, he has us hand in hand walking it out with us. But you have to understand that. He knows what you're going to do. He knows what things are coming against you. Don't, isn't our jobs as parents to kind of look ahead of what's coming at our children? Is that anything different from what the Father does for us? But the question is, are you changing your lenses? Are you doing the same thing? Glory to God. Are you embracing your freedom? Are, are you, through your freedom, evoking your power and authority? Your, your power and authority only comes through if you know that you are free. Amen? If the police come and arrest me, and I know that it's nothing that I've done, but I had to go through the process, I'm still free. I'm still free. If I don't know how food is going to be on my plate, but I know I got a father that's for me, I'm still free. Amen. Amen. If I know that um, there's not a cent in my bank account, but yet I'm still giving donations and contributions to the church to show the father that I'm thanking them for the things that he have already brought to me, you know what? I'm still free. I have an inheritance. My bank account is full. Amen? I'll call forth my inheritance. Amen? I'm still free. Amen? Through the beating of Christ, regardless of what I'm feeling on my body, I might be walking with a limp. I might have a torn meniscus in my knee. Amen? Some of you might have diseases names of diseases, but you're still free. Why? Because Christ has set you free. Amen? Amen? Are you guys understanding this? In order to be the light of the church, to lift the burdens of those that are needing you, you yourself have to know and understand that you are, that you are what? That you are what? Free. Free? Free. That you are what? Free. Free. I can imagine when the protests happened back in the 50s and 60s and all of them are saying, I'm free, I'm free. Yes, they were going up things that was happening to the flesh. But, but did you see the unisons within those protests? I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Us as Christians, we have to have that same approach with our freedom, our spiritual freedom from bondage. Amen? Amen? Are you guys understanding that? We can't let the world outdo us. There's not going to be a a rock to cry out louder than I cry out. Amen? Amen. Listen, I'm not going to let no things of this world outdo me. Because I got a heavenly father that's for me. Even if you don't have a parent. Hey, I got somebody, you have somebody who loves you unconditionally. Who was there for you waiting waiting by your bed during the nighttime hours that there was nobody that to even call or during those private times that you was already broken, crying and in misery because the things, the burdens of life was upon you. 
but God was there for you. Amen. 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 You guys getting that? My last scripture I want you guys to look at is Romans. Go to Romans and go to chapter 8. I'm still reading out of the Amplified Bible. Amen. This word, um, something about pastors is that we, we listen, we submit to the Lord, and we listen for his guidance. And at, at least pastors should. And so the things that we are to preach about is not just developed out of my own thought and my own will, but it's after seeking the Lord and seeking the Lord, encouraging myself through the word and asking to God, what should I preach? And listening to the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. That's nothing different of what you should be doing, saints. Amen? Amen. Amen. So in Romans 8, starting at verse 31, it says, What then shall we say to all these things? I know you guys heard this, but we have to put it back into context. Sometimes you have to be reminded what you already know. Amen? What then shall we say? To all these things, what are all these things, saints? Things coming against you. Things, diseases, struggles, storms, trials, tribulations. Amen? Amen. All these things coming against you. What then shall we say to all these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen? Amen? He who not spared even his own son, but had gave him up for us. Who will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against God's elite, his chosen ones? Who will bring any charge against you, saints? It is God who justifies us, declaring us blameless and putting us in a right relationship with him. Who is the one who condemns us? Jesus Christ is the one who died to pray to pay the our penalty. And more than that, who was raised from the dead and who is at the right hand of God, interceding with the Father for us. Who shall ever separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation? Hmm? Will distress? Hmm? What about persecution? Isn't there people that's being persecuted overseas? Aren't there, aren't there Muslims that's been changed to Christians that's believing in Christ have gone to their death? Will persecutions, what about famine? Or nakedness? Or danger or sword? Just as it's written and forever remains written, for your sake, we are put to death all day long. We are regarded as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Saints, say that. In all these things, I'm more than conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. And gain an overwhelming victory through him who loved us so much that he died for us. For I am convinced and I continue to be convicted beyond any doubt that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present 
and threatening, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us, will be able to separate me from the unlimited love of God, which in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Amen. You guys understand? I know that you already heard that, but yet I want you to be reminded of that in thinking about your freedom. I want you to be reminded of that in all these things that's coming against you and thinking about your power and authority. You have a source to withdraw from. You have a source to go to, to get built up. You have a source to tap into. So when the enemy comes to pressure you, saints, press back with the word. Press back. Only say what God says. Amen? Why don't you show him to be a liar? Because he's trying to show you out to be a liar. But if you press back, you stand on the word, then Ephesians says, don't, don't lean to the left or to the right with every wind of doctrine. Stand on the word with all your might, right? Listen, I don't let nobody tell me what I should do unless it's wise knowledge from the Bible. I will seek the Lord on everything that I do, saints. Amen? And I will wait to hear the Holy Spirit tell me what to do. Because freedom, a lot of people have lost their lives. Let me remind you again. But there's one that died for us. Amen? Let me tell you, when I... um, I'll just share this and then I'm done. That while going through um, this situation with my knees, I, um, I was hearing from the Holy Spirit and I was asking the Father, what, how are things? And he said, it is well. It is, it is good. And I asked him again, Father, I'm healed in the name of Jesus but I still felt the pain, and he said it as well. The Holy Spirit did tell me I need to go through surgery. I'm going through surgery, but it is well. Amen? Amen. So just because I, I submit and I say and I, and I stand firm, sometimes you have to go through your situation. Sometimes you have to go through the trials and tribulations, right? Because there is something that God is bringing forward out of you. Now listen, saints. Um, my claim wasn't even approved by, it wasn't at first approved by workman's comp. And then all of a sudden, I had a, just a wonderful workman's comp person, and she said, you know, you've been, on the, you've been working as a police officer for 13 years. There's no way that your injuries didn't come from your job. But this, this doctor who is trying to deny you just because you did not report that there was a blunt object that was responsible for my tear in my knee, had denied you. Now, if you go anywhere else on your own dime, then that's a cost to you, but I'm, I'm going to have to deny this claim. So we had, so I said, well, I could get a second opinion, and she said yes. So we went to another place. We got a second opinion. Actually, she referred us to the, to a, um, what is it? To, no, 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 the, the, the other doctor for the knees. She referred me to an orthopedic doctor, the surgeon, for a second opinion. I went, to make a long story short, the doctor said, yes, you do have a a tear in your knee, and yes, I will write down what you say, but 
I cannot confirm it. It has to go through um, workman comp first. So then I, I was walking and I heard from the Lord, well, that's where your wife went. That's around the corner. Go there. So we went in there and while talking to, um, we sat down and I called up the workman comp and she was like, I'm going to have to deny your claim if, because the doctor's saying this. And, the, and then we walked out of that place and that I, I felt a tug from the Lord saying, go back and just go through them. Saints, I went back, I went through, I saw the doctor that normally um, is, because I try to go through Kaiser my own so I could stay where I live. But I went to the doctors um, that's associated with, with my job that have seen officers. And guess what, saints? That doctor confirmed, yes, your injury is tied to your work. And he approved it. And he went ahead and, and through that approving, the doctor came back in and he says, he says, yes, I can see how this is tied into your job. And he says, but I don't know nothing about you. Let me go and call the orthopedic surgeon. There they converse. He came back and he says, I'm approving your claim. But yet the Lord led me to the orthopedic surgeon before I went. It was backwards before I went to them. Why? Because the doctor had to go back and confirm who had my x-rays. But saints, in all that first, I mean, there was a time when she was telling me that, yes, I felt my flesh. Come on now. I felt my anger rise up. Oh, man. I could envision myself driving to the doctor's office wanting to speak to him to give him a piece of my mind. But I subjected my flesh under the feet of Christ. And I said, Lord, you said you will come through for me. You said all is well. You said everything is taken care of. You said that workman comp will approve. You said this. So I stand on your word. So I had to use the word to even encourage me. And then after using a word, speaking a word forth, my wife and I, and then guess what? I got quiet and I listened to the direction of the Father and the Holy Spirit spoke to me about what next to do. Amen. 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 Listen, saints, just make sure that you encourage yourself. Um, so this is my sermon standing Firm on your freedom, power, and authority. Listen, saints, make sure that in anything that you do, that you encourage yourself through the word, that you speak the word and don't speak your flesh, and that you go ahead and get quiet. Get someplace quiet and listen to the Lord. Don't, don't listen to other people. If the Lord is moving you in a direction that nobody else understands, who cares? Move, right? Get up, pick up your bed and walk. Amen? If the Lord is moving you and others don't understand, you move with the Lord. Amen? It doesn't matter what it looks like. So I want you guys to declare these things with me. I am more than a conqueror. Greater is he that is in me, that is in the earth. If God is for me, who can be against me? I will walk daily in my freedom. I will walk daily in my power. I will walk daily in my authority. Amen? 
I hope that this sermon benefited you, saints. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And, and I pray that you stay encouraged as the, as the worship team come up. I pray that you stay encouraged, saints. I, stay, I pray that you continue to stand on the, on the words of this song, I'm free indeed. In Christ, I'm free indeed. No chains are holding me. Is who I choose to be. I'm free indeed. In Christ, I'm free indeed. I was blind, but now I see. Is who I choose to be. I choose to be free. Amen? Christ. Hallelujah. We just thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Did you guys enjoy yourself today? Was this word a good word for you? Did it, I told you it's going to be a double-edged sword, so I didn't mind the silence. <laughs> but saints, as we press on in our fast, make sure that you reach out to your oikos. But before you reach out to your oikos, make sure that you're standing on solid grounds. Make sure that you're speaking in boldness and in power and in authority. Make sure that your own burdens is not being a master over you. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's message titled Standing Firm in Your Freedom and Authority by Pastor Edgar Banks here at Abundant Life Worship Center. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, please feel free to check out our website at AbundantLifeWorship.net. And on our site, you're going to find more information about us, our church and events calendar, and other messages by myself and by other associate pastors here at Abundant Life Worship Center. Once again, the site is AbundantLifeWorship.net. Now, you can also find us on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash AbundantLifeWorship.net. And God bless you, and we look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Until then, please remember that Jesus came to give you life, and that more abundantly.